Welcome everybody to Subject ACT, your local current affairs show all about Canberra and the ACT. Except today we're going to be talking about the news that never gets old, as I like to call it, poetry. And to uh, help me interrogate poetry in the ACT, slam poetry specifically, I have Andrew Galland here with me. He is a slam poet himself. He's also a published uh, published author, I guess you. That's what you go around bragging about, right? Uh, yeah, Andrew. <laughs> non-stop every day. <laughs> I know I would be. I, and you're very modest about it. I, I hold in my hand your second publication yep. uh, for all of Veronica's The Dog Who Stayed, and you're also the primary organizer of Bad Slam No Biscuit, which is on every third Wednesday. Yep, the third Wednesday th- of every month, except occasionally we move it for uh, You Are Here. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, but very rarely. That's once a month. So, Andrew, <laughs> sorry, Once a year. I, I don't, I'll, I'll try not to interrupt you too much during the show. Oh, right? <laughs> I'll try not to interrupt you too. <laughs> um, welcome to Subject ACT. Oh, thanks for having me, Nathan. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, let's talk first about how you got into doing slam poetry in the first place, because from my from my end, like, you know, a lot of people growing up, you, you watch movies or you listen to music, but uh, poetry doesn't seem to have the sort of uh, cultural saturation that it once did maybe like 100 years ago. So how did you end up falling into it in the first place? Um, I, I think there's, there's two different stories there. In terms of poetry, uh, I was maybe very lucky in terms of writing poetry when I was really young, and I can still remember having my first poem ever published in uh, Year 5 in the school magazine. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, and, and about, it was about desks at eight people, uh, and, and you know, I illustrated it. And then I think there was a long hiatus where I didn't take part in poetry after that for quite a while. Uh, probably, you know, just lived on the high and the accolades of that until... And, until yeah. I mean, so I kept writing. It's but a I, common story. It's yeah. a common story. <laughs> I kept writing, doing my own thing. Yeah, okay, um, you know, cool. I went to uni and wrote. Uh, yeah, but I think, like, when I was at uni, I did a lot of... spent a lot more time with my writing, writing essays, as you do, rather than poetry. But I was studying... Uh, uh, Roman poetry, so mainly Catullus um, when, I, when I was at uni, but also uh, a lot of classical Greek poets. So it was still there, and I was still interested. But when I moved to Canberra, I got involved in role-playing, and okay. I didn't know anyone, so I started all the different... You know, you move to a new city, you, you, you try different things. So, what do you, you know, mean by role-playing? Can you be more specific about uh, Like, um, uh, you know, Dungeons & Dragons, games like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, right, so yeah. D- different stuff like that. So I ended up uh, in making up a character mm. who was a country and western singer, yeah. werewolf, that couldn't sing, right. so he did. Po- he did effectively poetry or, or spoken word. Okay, right. Yeah. yeah. So and um and I was writing those pieces, and then uh, I was getting to know people, and a friend was like, "Oh, you know, these are good. You should come and perform them mm. uh, at the poetry slam." And there was a poetry slam being called. Traver- it was called, I think, Traverse Poetry at that time. That being, sounds familiar. Being yeah. run by Julian Fleetwood. So okay. I was like, oh, yes, I'll get ready for that. But, you know, that, that went through periods like of a few months where it wasn't on, mm. usually the beginning of the year and the end of the year. And uh, it, so I ended up doing my first poem in front of people at Woodford. Okay. I did a poem there at, the, at uh, their poetry slam. Wait, called, that's the, is that the big festival? The end of every year. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. That's yeah. a one way to cut your teeth initially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, thought I was so nervous. I, I, I do remember that. I thought my leg was going to fly off into the crowd. And there were, you know, there, there, and, and plus there were amazing poets there. Em, mm. Emily Zoe Baker uh, was one of their main acts. Um, it's, it was run by uh, uh, David Stavanger, his, his alter ego, Ghost Boy. Uh, Crazy Off was also there. So, you know, it was it was pretty exciting to, mm. to be there. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, I got chased off stage by a ninja with a lightsaber. So it was, <laughs> it was, it was a good start. Uh, so I guess, yeah, that's how, that's how I got into it. And then we, we started going to the poetry slam at the front being run by Julian. And, uh, 
I got to know Adam Hadley, who yeah, at that time yeah. was also emceeing the bootlegs. So I was regularly going to bootlegs with friends and getting drunk and heckling him mm. as much as we could. Uh, and in the end, we decided that uh, what was being right at the front, you know, wasn't fun. So we were on our, <laughs> our own poetry slam. So we talked to uh, a couple of different people and ended up at the Phoenix. They gave us a Tuesday night, which is where we started. Yeah. No budget. Uh, it was me, Amanda Coglin, who was doing the, the score adding. Joel Barcham was the master of conflict, and uh, Hadley was one of the MCs. And we also had uh, we also had uh, Leon as our sound guy, and he was oh, yep. yeah yep. highly abusive sound guy. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> Hello out there, Leon. Um, <laughs> um, I was just interested. Uh, you said that it kind of all spurred off with uh, Dungeons and Dragons, and I know being to Bad Slam a couple of times, a lot of people take inspiration from video games and there's often this myth that like video games kind of stifle imagination, but it seems like a lot of people draw a lot of inspiration from that those uh, corners of the cultural landscape. Yeah, I draw I draw my inspiration from a lot of different places and uh, definitely computer games is, is one of them. Uh, my latest book's got a few pieces inspired by uh, different computer games or, or looking at aspects of computer games. And they're like sci-fi ones, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That. And, then the, and then in my last book, I've got one as well that definitely draws on a, on a game as well. Yeah. yeah. So um, I wanted to ask about, you um, actually gave a lecture at ANU, and that was about slam poetry, wasn't it? About poetry slams. Poetry yeah. slams. And were you, was that specifically Canberran poetry slams? Or? Uh, I know. What I looked at was uh, a bit of the history of poetry slams, so okay. their invention in America um, mm. and their popularisation in America and then how they ended up in Australia and then specifically focusing on, on Canberra and what's happening in Canberra and okay. how we interact with the rest of Australia. Well, it'd yeah. be good to dive into a bit of that. So um, what are the origins of slam poetry? Then? Uh, it, was in, it was invented by um, uh, Mark Smith in Chicago. Um, he, he was he was involved in theatre in Chicago. He's okay. also uh, a um, uh, when you read his Wikipedia page, it says blue collar worker. So you can take that however you want. Um, uh, you know, in terms of the, the range of different jobs, I'm not sure what he was actually doing. Yeah, something yeah, yeah. blue collary, yeah. uh, but also <laughs> also doing also doing theatre and, and cabaret at the time. And he was going to poetry nights and just finding them dead boring because they're open mics, people were going on forever, and everyone mm. would just clap politely or be asleep. So he was mm. like, well, you know. When, when abouts was this, sorry? Uh, Mid-80s. So Poetry oh, okay. Slam's been around for a long time. Yeah. I'm thinking of like old videos of Bukowski and he kind of just drolls like poetry, reads it off and it's like, I, I like ate a hamburger today yeah. and then throws the paper down and everyone claps. Is that kind of the experience that it was? I, you know, I, I haven't seen those videos. I okay, don't know. Right. Maybe he does it really well. I, I mean, there's I people like that do them. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's people <laughs> that do that really well. There's, yeah. there's, there's other people that are... That um uh, uh yeah you know I I just think there's different ways of performing and what he found was he wasn't getting enjoyment out of it and that people weren't and it wasn't drawing people in to take part in poetry and I think that was a big thing. yeah right okay it was actually getting new people in rather than it being just the same people doing the same thing over and over it was like let's 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 get this fresh let's let's get more people involved let's get people taking part in poetry and so he came up with a format that that you know on one level is competitive. Um, mm, but but mm. the main focus of that competitiveness is to draw people in and getting as many people involved as, as possible. Not just not just the poets on stage, but the audience involved as well. Yeah. So how did it make its way to Australia? Was it through the internet or was it before? Well, before then. Well, the communists in Canberra will tell you that they were the first ones to do it. But you know, in Wait, the, like the actual communist party of Canberra. Uh, no, no, just just the vague communists that are communists. The vague and, communists. Yeah, 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 and the anarchists as well. You know, though they, they wear berets. They're great guys. But uh, it's it's. <laughs> 
they'll tell you they did it first, and that's fine. You know, uh, uh, the communists are always up the front of every cause. So, they, they, yeah. are. they are. But as but as I understand, the first people to bring it here were um, were uh, da- Ghost Boy David Stavanger and and uh, Miles Merrill, who's Sydney based. So. Um, Ghostboy was mentored by Mark Kelly Smith. Um, he went over to Chicago and and worked with him, and then Mark uh, came over to Australia and worked with him on it. And Miles was, I think, from Chicago originally, so it was probably there when when things were when well, things were were kicking off. And so yeah. David set up uh, Word Food and and the Poetry Slam at Woodford, while Miles set up the uh, Australian Poetry Slam in Sydney. So mm. yeah, that was how it. it it, it got, you know, no doubt other people were doing stuff because mm. you, know, you know people people travel people know people and and learn about these things so mm. um, but but for me that's how it arrived in Australia and then uh, my first experience of it was with with Hadley and and at Word Food um, and and you know at, at Woodford and uh, that's what inspired us to set up Bad Slam something that yeah. was, that was fun uh, that was that was that could be very loud it could be very aggressive but at the same time be 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 uh, very honest and open to anyone taking part and you know like so crazy elf you know he he ran around um dressed in military garb with his bandana on and doing doing poems about how uh jesus created the the ninja turtles and and things like that so yeah it was a bit different and and yeah. ghost boy uh also also very different to i guess what what you might see in terms of a lot of youtube clips of, of poetry slams mm. and what people might associate with poetry slams and that's what mm. i liked about them too they were they were like well you know there's a there's a way that can be Poetry slams can be perceived as being done, and that's when you get the term slam poetry coming up. It's yeah. like, you know, people associate maybe a particular style and way of performing, but mm. but it's an open format. It's a framework, a poetry slam that anyone can do whatever they want in. Yeah. You now there's rules, but you can break the rules, and that's that's the beauty of it. You know, you only have to care about the rules if you want to win. Yeah, you know, right, yeah, yeah. If you don't want to win, the stage is yours to do what you want for for. Wow. Uh, whatever time limit you can get away with. Yeah, yeah. I've detected perhaps at least two strands of. Um, slam poetry at least at bad slam which were like on the one hand you'd have what maybe i'd call like a postmodern style which kind of in, injects a lot of pop culture references and is kind of a flurry of different images coming at you and then there's another uh angle which maybe it's not so much indulged in bad slam but is more generally kind of identity identity politics sort of stuff so that seems to be more um, you know, tackling uh, different levels of privilege and that sort of thing. So uh, are there any other, like, main strands of content that slam poetry um, dives into in Canberra? In in, uh, in Canberra, I think it's good. We've been we've, we've kept it pretty free and open, so you'll get people doing haiku. You'll get people doing, yeah. you know, like, list poems. you get people doing rain... You, you'll get people uh, doing bush poetry. You know, like, all the different labels you can attach to poetry. You'll, mm. you, 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 if you come to... A few bad slams, you'll see, you'll see that gamut, and we try and book uh, poets that, that that cover a range of things, rather, yeah, right. rather than focusing on people who've won poetry slams and booking them. Because you get people from all, um, like all corners of the country, right? You've had interstate, inter- yeah, yeah, international as well, right? Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. So we've tried really hard to keep it open, um, uh, but at the same time. You know, it's a it's a great it's a great way for people to get up and express themselves, and that's where I think that's where I think you get the origins of of of, of identity politics coming into it, and and you know that very that's very strong in America, um, mm, right. uh, because it, it, it you know it's a great way for people to to get up and and get confidence in terms of speaking their mind on subjects. So yeah, it's 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 definitely there. Yeah. You're on 2XX98.3 FM People Powered Radio and you're listening to Subject ACT. I'm Nathan Gubler and I'm speaking with Andrew Galan, who is a published poet, a slam poet, 
and also organizer of Bad Slam No Biscuit, which is your premier Bad sl- uh, ba- Slam poetry event. It is. It is. It's the, the focus the, of, of Bad Slam No Biscuit is writing the poetry slam. Yeah, because that's. that's <laughs> That's where anyone can take part in poetry. Of course, if you've been to Bad Slam No Biscuit, you'll know that um, sometimes uh, people go on and on, and so you're supposed to say poetry slam, poetry slam. Keep no, we say Bad Slam No Biscuit to oh, chase it off stage. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, when, um, that's when I'm going when on When you're too much. going on there, that's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to name names, but uh, yeah. seeing as you're here. <laughs> well, 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 it is well, when anyone uh, is, is, is going on, because it's not just, it's not just me that get you get have that yelled at them it's also a uh master of conflict the, ma- the master of conflict rarely gets yelled that that at him but also yeah, you'll really? find yeah you'll yeah. find um that it's it's uh, also being done in ruckus slam in melbourne uh, oh, okay. they've, they've taken that on board yeah and i suspect also if they're doing it there ruckus is also in brisbane so they might be doing it there as well i i, I have a, it's been a year since i was up at ruckus slam yeah, yeah. right do you find ideas that uh germinated in bad slam no biscuit making their way into state yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. So um uh Scott Wings that that set up Ruckus with his friends, he came to Brisbane to Canberra and really liked Bad Slam and wanted the poetry slam to be more like that that he, yeah, that he okay. ran than, than 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 other things. So yeah, and I we we got contacted by um the guy that Ahmed, who run, who set up Bankstown Poetry Slam and he, he was like contacting all different people for advice. So our advice was Make the prizes ridiculous. So I'm pretty sure they give away watermelon. Oh, nice! As first prize there, and uh, for a while the Wollongong Poetry Slam had a pot plant okay. that, that you won that you had to look after. I'm pretty sure it died. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. I, I think I'd prefer the watermelon to the carrots that you often give out at that. Really? Day, some yeah. people are very Just excited some... about the carrots. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I never really, I never really um, enjoyed carrots much like raw ones, but uh, no. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> could roast them too. Though. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Andrew, let's talk a bit about the uh, new book that you have. It was released. Is it about a year ago? Oh now? yeah, I'm glad you called it new. I was thinking about that today because in 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 like book terms and industry terms, this is old news. It's gone. Long really, time. in industry terms. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. But I think that's because it's probably dominated by, you know, big. Uh, big movers who, you know, want to feed the media cycle and, you know, it's always fresh, always something new. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, a year is, it's been out for a long time. Yeah. Do, you, what, what, what kind of media do cover releases of, um, um, books such as this? Cause it's not like, you know, the mainstream media, so to speak, is it? Um, radio, radio has been good. You know, I've had, yeah. uh, uh, not only 2XX, but, um, ABC have been, uh, yeah, yeah. nice enough to have me on to talk about my but book. But are there like, yeah. um, like poetry journals or anything like that? that oh, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. there's, yeah, there's definitely a few. I mean, there was one that was set up, uh, it wasn't set up in Canberra. It was more set up in, in, I think in, uh, Goulburn by Nigel Featherston called Verity Lane, which you can check out. That's still going. That's being run by a Sydney-based poet um, at the moment. But, yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot you can, you can find in terms of uh, different journals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, tell us a bit about the composition of the book, because I know you were overseas for a while, and you, did you compose part of it overseas? Is that yeah, right? I yeah. Did, yeah, I did two trips to Spain. One was uh, straight up a holiday. Um, I, I took leave from work and 
went to the to the states and uh, did a couple of poetry gigs there, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and just went to a lot of galleries, visited a lot of places that I've always wanted to visit. Mm. Then went to London for a while, um, and and stayed there. You know, went to for a while, two weeks, so not very long, two or three weeks. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, and checked out the galleries there. Went to the Globe Theatre, saw a Shakespeare play, and then I went to Spain and hiked across Spain for quite a while, and then just went to a couple of different cities, caught the bus, different cities, and hung out mainly mainly smaller cities. Um, so would I go places like Bur- uh, you know my pronunciation is terrible, but Burgos, uh, Logroño, um, Valladolid, like you know regional capitals, which okay. which are beautiful and mm. and great to visit, but not and not full of tourists because they're not Barcelona. Mm. Um, and I you know went to Madrid. I went to uh, Segovia, which has got the uh, the the biggest intact Roman uh, aqueduct. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. that was awesome. But uh, you mm. know I stayed there with. Was it three or four days? I had a good, great, great time. But I was talking to the locals, and she was like, How? "You know, I was like, I've been here for four days." And she's like, "Wow, you can see everything in a day." <laughs> but you know, I didn't feel like you could because I, you know, I, I, I just enjoyed like walking around the streets and 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 going to the different museums and galleries and and and, and just mm. you know enjoying being there for a little while. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I was looking through the book uh, last night, and I noticed there were like a couple of references to war because I know that you mentioned to me off air once that. Um, you were fascinated by the Spanish Civil War, and that was kind of one of the reasons why you went over to yeah. to Spain. What, what what is it about it that keeps like drawing you in? Um, well, since I was a little kid, that, that 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 kind of thing has has fascinated me. Maybe because I grew up during you know the, uh, major parts of the Cold War, so mm-hmm. I grew up reading magazines about combat helicopters and airplanes and about the numbers of troops that that. NATO and Warsaw Pact had, and and, yeah. and uh, about the Vietnam War and, and and different conflicts like that, and and then playing a lot of computer games that were war games when mm-hmm. I was a kid. That was that was a big thing. So I think from that aspect, um, it, it it just lodged itself in my brain. But also, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I was also reading Asterix. Yeah. And yeah, which is you know as a kid, which you know, is a kid's comic book, but it's firmly based in the ongoing conflict between the Gauls and the and the and the Romans. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's still it's still it's still there. So I think with the Civil War, I think what fascinated me, I don't know, maybe uh, because you, you to me you got really interesting literature out of it through through Hemingway as well. So okay. that that was engaging. But yeah, yeah. it it um I suppose I, I it drew it also drew George Orwell as well into yep. the fray. So yep. a lot of literary and a lot of um idealists getting drawn into um, and, fighting the uh, fighting against the fascists. And I was very interested in Roman history um, as a result of Asterix. Um, right, and, okay. and and you know the the Rome fought Carthage and the Carthaginians when they had their empire it was Spain so there there was a twofold interest for me to mm. go to Spain it was that that Roman history uh, as well as um, uh, I guess that prologue to World War Two that happened there as well yeah. yeah do you feel like you might um, is does slam poetry and maybe specifically your poetry but maybe others as well do do you feel like there's uh, tapping into a zeitgeist of anxiety about impending war, like we hear often about what's happening in the Middle East or North Korea or anything like that. Um, it, it does for me. I mean, my my writing focuses on food or conflict. I guess is the the two main things right. that, that that pop up in there. Um, and, and when I say conflict, not necessarily war, but you know, yeah, you right. know personality conflict, conflict over uh, access to food. You know, <laughs> just just those, those kinds of things. So I guess there is an element of of, of Anxiety, or, or you know, the things that I that I dwell on um, mm. uh, are in there. And when I say dwelling on food, you know, that's more um, uh, you know, growing up and 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 you know, when I went to uni and things like that, just just 
you know, realizing the things that 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 I'm interested in and that that make me happy. And that seems like oh, travel is a big part of my writing as well. But mm, you know, mm. but, but it is. It's reading history, understanding, trying to understand people, looking at uh, looking at conflict and and how that starts, why why it ha- you know why it continues, why how how you can how you can resolve it, um, mm, and mm. and. Uh, you know, I go to food courts a lot, and right there, so food, food pops up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, actually, speaking of place, because while you uh, travelled quite a bit, you've also uh, stitched in a lot of references to Canberra, and I guess a lot of um, people, when you study uh, when you study poetry, you know, uh, Yeats talks about Ireland all the time, and you think, oh, like how magical it is, he, how he talks about Ireland, or uh, I don't know, Ginsburg talking about New York or something like that, and that seems all magical, but then like. Um, people talking about Canberra, they think, oh, there's nothing really interesting to talk about there. But uh, you might disagree with that. Um, yeah, I do. I do disagree with that. Yeah. I think that, uh, well, you know, I mean, you see Canberra in the media and it's usually presented in a, sort of a caricature or, or, or as, as represented by the politicians that other people from around Australia send here, <laughs> which yeah, I always yeah. find fascinating. They're like, Canberra made this decision. It's yeah, like, yeah. Canberra didn't make that decision. All the politicians you voted in from around Australia made that decision. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. um, it, you know, so I, I feel like it, you know, there, there, there is that aspect. Um, uh, it's, it's, you know, people are lazy sledges, so Canberra's easy to target, I think, and, uh, uh, from, from that perspective as well. Um, but for me, it's, it's the longest place I've lived uh, mm you know, for an extended period of time. I've moved a lot as a kid. Yeah. Um, and and uh, first it was Newcastle. I lived there for, for, I think it was like seven years or something like that. That was my first stretch of, of one city uh, mm, for a long mm. time. And, and, and then, it was, then it was Canberra. So it does pop up from that perspective. Um, I, I, I enjoy trying to meld imagination with location. So trying to delve into, you know, exploring, I guess, your subconscious on... on, on on where you're living, so yeah, can, and, yeah, and yeah. Canberra's really good for that. You know, it 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 it's I think a a, a diverse city in terms of what you can encounter um, if you're willing to explore. And that's mm. the thing with I I'm in Canberra. You know, uh, if you just wait around for something to happen, it's it it, it probably won't. Yeah, but yeah, yeah but if you absolutely. go out the door and go looking for things, you mm. will find them. And that's when I moved here. That's what I found. I I moved here as a public servant, as a graduate. Enjoyed that for a while, but then was like I'm sick of you know my life being focused on work um and mm. and and i mean that as a diss you know that uh, people come to canberra and and work really hard in the public service and contribute hugely to to australia and and but that but it wasn't that wasn't enough for me i needed a i think a a, 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 a bit more diversity so mm. i started going out and you know and then going to the front uh, going to the Phoenix, uh, meeting people, and getting involved in 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 the art scene mm. as well. But you know, if I'd stayed home, that wouldn't. I'd have to go looking for people and actually mm. take part. But at the same time, people were welcoming when yeah. I went into things, and mm. you know, turned up to things. People were like, "Yeah, join in," and and I got to be involved in things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Andrew, we're quickly running out of time. So, how about you uh, tell us a couple of the couple of the events coming up, and also where people can get the book. Uh, yes, well, you can get the book from me. I've always got copies, yeah. uh, but it's published by Bare Knuckle Books, so you can jump online and grab a copy of the book. Called, it's called For All the Veronicas. Um, I will spruik my first book because it's published by Nice Forks and Spoons Press in the UK. Yep. We publish amazing poetry books as well, so jump on an, uh, on their website and find uh, that place of infested roads. Um, in terms of events coming up, uh, we've got The Salt Room, which is uh, a mixture of poetry, music, um, uh, and, and that's on this Friday the 7th of July, starting at 7.30. Yep. Um, we've 
we've got Bad Slam, which is, I think, the 19th of July. And we've also got Roll for Intelligence, which is live D&D at the Phoenix, 12 July. So there's no poetry in that. But, Thanks you know. so much, Andrew Galan of uh, Poetry Fame. Okay, I'll just call you that. Um, so, <laughs> Thanks, <Dave. laughs> uh, You've been listening to Subject ACT. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Just type in Subject ACT. And also, uh, you can find us on SoundCloud. Listen to this episode and other episodes on SoundCloud. Uh, stay tuned for more quality programming on 2XX 98.3 FM. Thank you.